welcome to the podcast. It's episode six and it's a World Cup special with Lou Fitz and Alice India. I did not catch that one, but I do have a theory on this whole World Cup business. Yeah, go on. Ooh. Because if you think about it, because we're doing... <laughs> this is my hot take that is going to be all over the athletic tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> because um, the World Cup is happening in winter and normally it doesn't yeah um what's happened is everyone's so tired because they're in the middle of the premier league and now they're all just like i'm so tired and so they're all doing shit so all these teams where it's like your local hairdresser is on the national team <laughs> they are absolutely smashing it and they're doing so well because they're not all sad and tired and upset because they're being bullied on the internet i mean maybe they are but not for football reasons this was a really silly one to record. It was very, very fun. I had so much fun. Me and Alice and uh, Lou, we go way back. We started our comedy careers together. So it was great to get new perspectives and old, as Alice India is a pretty new football fan. Um, and Lou's watched it all his life. And you don't really hear that on most podcasts. So I wanted to bring that to you today. Um, they were so much fun. It was a great podcast. If you are watching this on YouTube, there is a minor blackout, uh, I think around about 18 minutes. I don't know the timestamp. Um, don't worry, it's not you. It's, it's us, the camera just went slightly but you won't lose audio and it's only for a couple of seconds anyway enough of me waffling enjoy this podcast hello and welcome to the big sport pod it's episode six and today i have got two fabulous comedian guests i've got the wonderful lou fitz yay <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're pointing yeah. at yeah. like, do something oh, right. do something and the wonderful alice india garwood hello do you prefer alice india or alice india garwood it's alice india because that's my comedy name okay sorry alice india hello. but i often call you aig for yeah, short so fine. if you hear that that happens but i'm very excited to have you here um we are going to be talking about obviously the round of 16 that has now been done um we're record we're recording <laughs> we're recording this on a wednesday so um it's just before all of the um, the quarterfinals kickoff, yep. and we've just seen all of the round of sixteen. So um, this should be released on Friday if you're watching this. So fingers crossed if I get my editing uh, done in time. So um, I'm going to talk to my lovely guests. Uh, if, you, if you're new to this podcast, it's a sport podcast that is about uh, all sport, but this is a World Cup special, so we're focusing in on the World Cup. Um, there's also some interviews that have been um, featured as well with the likes of Andrew White. We talked about being gay sports fans and Keegan Hurst, who is a wonderful rugby star. So um, do l- listen to those. But first, I want to talk to my guest, Alice. Um, I'm very excited to have you on because you are a sort of new uh, football fan. I'm so new, I don't know what round of 16 means. <laughs> so round of 16 is the 16 teams before you get to the quarterfinals. The first bit. The f- yeah, the first bit of the knockouts. The bit before it becomes, it's like I've been describing it to my boyfriend, is the bit in a reality TV show before you get to know their personality, so you're not that invested. So if you miss an episode, <laughs> it actually doesn't matter. So that's, what, yeah. that's how I've been treating it. Um, what sort of got you interested in football then? Because I'm, inter- I'm always interested in sort of new adopters of football. I've had, um, I was about to say several boyfriends, I've had two in my whole life, but um, <laughs> both of them have tried to get me into football, but my current boyfriend, um, he's the only one who's managed to do it. I don't know how, I think it was through gambling mainly. Ooh. I put £3 on a Swindon game and won, and then I've just been a lifelong fan ever since. I'm delighted you started with League One as a sort of <laughs> as a location to start your gambling. I knew a surprising amount about them, but then I didn't realise like League One and League Two teams how quickly their players get poached. So my like affinity with the team just like evaporates after like six months or whenever the window. Thing. Yeah, Bristol City fan here. I have lived that life. Lou Fitz, you are a Man City fan. Yes. 
Um, I, so, I, so have you chosen Swindon as your team? Yeah, or is, or Swindon are my local team, and then, <laughs> um, unfortunately, Man United is my team team. Why Man United? I just know the most about them, so Ooh. I can get into like the narrative. Can we do a week? A, a, a week well, quiz. I'm not going to know we... as much about them as you. No, do. I, I don't mean like that. Just not a quiz, but like, what do you know about them? Why Man United? Because you're, yeah, I find a it. bunch of them died in that plane crash. Yeah. That was the whole thing. <laughs> They're one of the richest teams either in the world or, if not at least, in the Premier League. Right. Um, my son plays for them. Harry Maguire. Shout out. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, just, it's just. I guess it's like an easy team to get into, really, because they're the one that like, every, like if you ask like a four-year-old boy, like who just bought, they're like, oh, Man United. They don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just know more about. It's just their first words. It's Ferguson. He's a thing. Did you always have them as your team, or is it just a sort of a newer? Me and my boyfriend were trying to work out who my team was yeah. because as I started to um, develop as a football fan, yeah. we were trying to work out who I cared the most about and I was most invested in United games when it came to gambling because that's, that's how I understood like how many corners to put on my bet builder and who to put <laughs> down for most likely to be sent off Pogba. So things like that. Pogba is Man United, right? Uh, well, was, he was, United. was. Was he ever? Was he ever? Yeah. So, <laughs> so some fans would argue. Bit of hey, change in Bants. Yeah. I I only know it's French in it. I like it. It feels like a football puberty moment where you've sort it of is grown. It's like football sort of... puberty. It's like I've started dating for the first time and I'm like trying to work out how to like fingers. Both teams. <laughs> Both teams have red shirts. Maybe that. Maybe you're drawn yeah, to red. Swindon and Man Man United. You like love a bit of danger. Love yeah. a bold colour. So Lou Fitz, you're a Man City fan. Indeed. How's that going? Uh, fine, I, th- I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a little bit bored with them frankly, because it, it just, we just... We win quite an awful lot, which I know sounds quite boring, but it, 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 I've enjoyed the brief World Cup because you get to see all the different players and you get to see all of our boys out there playing for their teams. Yeah, and with a bit more passion. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Or a lot of them are playing instead of being on the bench. But yeah, fun. I've been a City fan for ages and it's fun. England, more heartbreaking though, a little bit. For uh, But I'm, happy, I'm happier being an England fan than a City fan. Because there's more disappointment. Yeah, um, there's more on the edge. There's more to get, you know, there are... It could go wrong, and it might go wrong next week against, oh, you know, on Saturday against France. But I really get that as a Bristol City fan who is so often in a state of um, disappointment. That I look at people who have teams that just win all the time. I'm like, God, that'd be boring. It's a bit like when you play FIFA or play yeah. a ga- computer game, and you're like, Oh, I'm too good at this. Like any computer game, as soon as you get too good for the game, it becomes really boring. You're like, oh, I just want it to be harder. What do you think, Al? Um, I don't know because I support United, so that's not a thing. I it's, it's enjoying a game. Do you, are you supposed to like the team more that they lose more? That that is essentially what we're saying, which seems mad in the in the cold light of day, That's doesn't drama. it? That seems. But you want like a mid league team. But, but <laughs> why is that? What is the psyche of me wanting that and you wanting that? Like and Liverpool England fans get that. It was so boring to watch because like, oh, they got a goal. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's exactly that. I think everyone just wants jeopardy, but they want to come out on the wrong right side of jeopardy. So everyone wants to be that sort of under, underdog and be like, oh, it, the, the stakes are against us. This is all against us. And then actually you come out and you mm. you win, and that's kind of like, oh my god, that there's. There's no euphoria like it. When we beat Man United 2-1 in uh, the Carabao Cup... We were in a hotel. We were in a hotel. We'd, we'd just done a gig, a terrible gig in South Kensington. And then we, and we ran... A hotel and fucked. I was going to say, why, I was gonna say, why are you in a 
hotel. In celebration. And Emsley was there, probably. Yeah. He always is. He always is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my comedy double partner has Filming not been the on the podcast yet. Um, but yeah, I, 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 that's really interesting. He's gays, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he, he hates the gays. So many edit points. Uh, I have a quick question. As a, as a, Are you new to the England team as well? No, because I watched the Euros, but again, didn't watch the first bit because their personalities hadn't come out yet. And that's where I first met my son. So why, because people off, because you've met my brother, my brother gets caught, mum, Richie Fitz, big shout out to you in jail, keeping it tight. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my my brother looks like Harry Maguire. He's been, he, yeah, he I gets would say called slabhead by his friends. I'd so. say your brother is a much more attractive version of Harry Maguire. Just He's got that prison chic. Yeah. Um, anyway, big shout out to you uh, in prison. Like he might steal a car, but yeah. Is your brother actually in prison? No. No. Oh, okay. Imagine this podcast is massive in prison. <laughs> Why? Sorry, uh, Harry Maguire being your son. Oh yeah, what? yeah my so, son. Yeah. Um, we've been on a bit of a journey. Okay. <laughs> when I when I first saw him, and I think it was in a game against Germany in the Euros. I'm not Maybe, sure. Maybe yeah. We... It might have been. Um, and he came out on the pitch, and I grabbed my boyfriend. I was like. <laughs> I hope he never hears this because he is my son. I grabbed my boyfriend. I was like, that is the ugliest man I have. Oh, God. <laughs> and he was like, what are you talking about? That's like the captain of Man United. And I was like, I was like what is... And I was like, I was very... I think I was a little bit on edge because I was meeting his best friend for the first time. So I was probably like showing off a little bit. But yeah. I was like, what is that? Anyway, we just went on a journey together. I don't, I can't explain it. By the end, he was like, I just kept talking about him. I kept talking about him. And my boyfriend's like, I think you love... Harry Maguire, and I was like, yeah, he's my son. Um, it's now moved on to possibly the fact that I might now have a crush on him. Oh. Um, but I do still refer to him as my son. And mainly because he gets bullied so much. Like, sometimes I'll go on his Instagram account and read all the mean comments. Like, he posted a picture of him and his wife. Shout out, fun. And... Um, <laughs> People on his wedding day, they were like, keep him on the honeymoon, don't let him back, and stuff like that. And like, honeymoon on the bench. And I was like, Harry. Yeah, he does get more stick than most, doesn't he? He gets a huge amount of stick. We were saying this in the last podcast of just like how hard that must be on your mental health to just be the sort of butt of everyone's Have joke. I've seen him on the pitch now. It's so sad. Like, he just looks like a group of friends. Everyone's making a joke, and he's like, yeah. This is horrible. I thought that about Trent because I watch the England Insider on you know the YouTube videos where they're like, oh, it's them getting off the bus and it's them giving their passports to the person to you know like I get and I and I see and I watch them talk to each other. Oh, Luke Shaw's getting on with uh, Phil Foden. That's nice. Two little short people. Foden, Grealish, and Saka get huge airtime in the in the sort of England camp. I've noticed best players. They are really great, but they 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 obviously are the biggest characters. Filming Connor Cody, are you? (laughs) Although he is, I think he's. I think well, he's... They're all nice lads and they're all good dads if they are dads, but anyway. I mean, most of them are. Um, what was that Even Foden's a dad. Foden be- serious? Fo- oh, yeah, at 18, Phil became a dad for the first time. That Sterling's we- got like... Two, Maybe three, three, I think. Three kids? Three, three kids. They all have... Uh, the thing is... Have t- is it because in the summer you have time off? I, uh, I think... Old school managers used to encourage players to have families and kids because it chills them out, settles them down. They're not out at, you know, all bar That's one. That's interesting. That, uh, so it was Jack a- Grealish hit that man with a car, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So and now look at him. Has he just, got a kid? All he is is just got calves. No, he hasn't got a kid. Um, no, but, well, then why but, did he stop hitting people with cars? I, th- <laughs> I think <laughs> just general ageing. Uh, it's fine. I'll just I'll just send them the lawyers your details. Um, I, I think I think there's something quite old and traditional about football players that they sort of they grow up in such a footbally environment where they are just like all they do is football that they have a quite traditional approach most of the time. Okay, there are obviously issues with footballers and dating, but most of the time. 
time they will have kids and sort of settle quite young and that that seems to be like a a thing that is more common amongst football players than probably the rest of the population a big beard you could uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, alexander arnold he's big into pregnant ladies that's a thing isn't it now that's who i was right Sorry, what's what I've missed? I feel like I've missed a. a he was like a teenager. I don't know if he was like on the youth team yet or something. And apparently, someone dug out all these old Instagram messages. I'm not sure if he was chirping someone who was pregnant or he was basically being like, "I'm yeah. gonna get you pregnant." Like she's she, she, AIG's bang on. Okay, this is great. This I'm is, in it for the goss. The, I mean, there's um, never been this up, much goss on the pod. <laughs> the upshot uh, Twitter, uh, um, what do you call it, profile group. Uh, they they did a scumbag uh, rating out of one to ten for every England player, and Trent came in at you know like ten out of ten. And, really? and as AIG said, they he scre- the person screenshotted what he was saying to this pregnant fan, and it's like oh I oh. Somebody messaged him saying, "Oh, can we get a shirt, signed shirt? Thank you, we love you, blah blah." It's like, "Oh, does your missus know that you, you know she's going to get rooted by a Premier League player? Like, all that horrible stuff." Oh my god! I would was that bad. I'm just going to say this is this kind of thing that I hate in sport because you know that we're, we're talk again. I've talked before about the documentaries on football so the all or nothing documentaries there's lots of documentaries now and that seems to be the thing so you get to know the football players I miss the days where you just didn't know yeah and and because like, I just assume that I am so uninterested no in, evidence in reality TV that turning football into it is like my it's like it's like if it's like a Banksy <laughs> being painted over do you know what I mean? It sort of it feels like a work of a. It's not a very good metaphor. Yeah, sure. Like, is Banksy the footballer? Or no, the Banksy's like the good guy in this Banksy metaphor. The grass? Maybe actually would have been better to have gone with a good art, like a sort of really classic artist, like a Rembrandt. Are you saying Trent Alexander Arnold was Banksy? No, I think that I think that I, it, I can't. Oh my god, we've broken amazing. the news. It's wow. pretty good. Alex, imagine it. Imagine if it was a footballer. <laughs> I'm Imag- doing it nice. It's going to be nice. <laughs> pictures of me. It was a it's going to be pictures of me and me not on the England team because I've not played a minute and I'm not even needed. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a bit of uh, Liverpool Man City rivalry. Yeah, I don't like Trent, and I'll shout out Trent. Uh, really? I that has like not him. come across in any of the things you just said about him. He's a bad guy. I'm going to move this along away from. From footballers' wives, uh, however much I enjoy yeah, the footballer yeah. gossip. Trent's not got a wife, he's too busy with pregnant ladies. <laughs> I'm gonna move this on. <laughs> it's very obvious when so I'm doing an edit point. You've got the two like. <laughs> Renegades together. Yeah. I'm quite enjoying this, you're like the, the unproducibles. <laughs> uh, absolutely, I, it's, 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 yeah. It's, I'm going to move this on to the games we saw in the round of 16. I'm going to start with the Netherlands, um, who played probably their most exciting game so far. They've been a bit dull so far, but they've been sort of efficient. They've been very Van Gaal. It's been sort of very Van Gaal, um, very negative, very sort of... Did you watch this game? Um, I don't know what you just said or what that means. So Van Gaal is a manager. He's quite a sort of like negative manager. It's sort of it's very side-by-side, parsey-parsey, very defensive, very slow football, very boring football. Um, but... And he's the manager of the Netherlands now. Used um, to be manager of United. Used to be the manager of United. Um, so yeah, one of your old guard. One of my boys. Love Good to look up. Um, the Netherlands beat the USA three one. The USA really didn't turn up in this game. I'm not sure if you saw the game. It was it was a while ago to be fair, but it was probably the best the Netherlands have looked so far. What do we think about the Netherlands as prospects in 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 the World Cup? Who who would they play 
after who? So the next round is Argentina for Netherlands. <laughs> I think that probably should just stop. Well, but I actually I'm, <laughs> I hope I, they win because that'd be fun because it would shake things up and people would get upset. But I just, just I, I don't know Argentina two one win against. Australia, Australia genuinely. Argentina are weak. They're very, very poor this year. I mean, they've literally just relied on Messi for that that game, and Messi did sort of turn it on. I mean, he walked for most of it. I mean, I, I think he's the only person on a pitch that couldn't sort of fill like three thousand steps on a pitch. He just yeah. sort of stands. He's unbelievable, so intelligent, and one of the best play- football players on earth, obviously. But he doesn't look like he tries, and I quite respect him for that. Anyway, I don't think Argentina looked that good, and I don't actually think. Netherlands look supremely strong, but this is actually the best they've looked. So I think actually the form team going into this is the Netherlands. I think they could create a little bit of an upset there. Yeah. I've been banging on about the Netherlands being underdogs for this whole World Cup, so I'm basically just I trying like you to just want us to say the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. going to win absolutely. I feel it in my bones. Yeah. Is that what you want? I don't. I don't. I'm tired of the VTs about Messi and him being the best. Oh, the tell game. me I'm about so it. I'm so sick of that. So for that reason, I think I'd like the Netherlands. To You'd win like the Netherlands. Big orange guy, like orange stuff. Yeah, it's a good kit. Lovely kit. It's a good kit. I love De Jong, their uh, pundit that the ITV have... have yeah, played. he's been very good so far. Yeah. Um, I can't really give you more of a sensible... Uh, That's fair enough. Gakpo's pretty good. Yeah, Gakpo is good. He's Gakpo, shit, sorry. Yeah. That's all right, it's that fine. He's well. relatively new to us. I think he's sort of been... I'm not, I'm not sure if he's Serie A. I'm not quite sure where he plays his football, but he's very good. Have they got the strike power? More... <laughs> well, I'm, I'd argue that Argentina hasn't really shown that yet. Messi, though. They've got Messi, but Messi, like, did one thing, and that was a goal. I'll do you a bold statement. Oh, do a bold statement for us. It'll be nil-nil or 1-1, and it'll go to penalties. Yeah, I think that's. A, I don't think that's a bold statement. Boring. I think that's the most likely. Well, that, well what? I think penalties are fun because people like me can watch and go. They're going to kick the ball. And yeah, in. lovely stuff. And if they don't, rut row. They are exciting. I do like a penalty shootout. There's there's tension in the air when I a penalty. Think always, everyone always sulks when they. I love them. I think they're fantastic. Well, when Morocco can knock out a team like Spain, which we'll move on to a bit later, but. I mean, it's that's the joy of it. Like Morocco defend for a whole game, and then win on a penalty shootout to knock out probably one of the top teams in this tournament. That's unbelievable. Did you catch that one? I'd... I did not catch that one, but I do have a theory on this whole World Cup business. Yeah, go on. Oh. Because if you think about it, because we're doing <laughs> this is my hot take that is going to be all over the Athletic tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> because um, the World Cup is happening in winter, and normally it doesn't yeah um what's happened is everyone's so tired because they're in the middle of the premier league and now they're all just like i'm so tired and so they're all doing shit so all these teams where it's like your local hairdresser is on the national team <laughs> they are absolutely smashing it and they're doing so well because they're not all sad and tired and upset because they're being bullied on the internet i mean maybe they are but not for football reasons i mean it's a, point. it's a good point i mean when was the african cup of nations that was in march wasn't it sort of like february march time yep. so it, it was there's been a break and the Afri- African oh, season, I imagine, will start a bit later. I don't really know when the African season starts. Morocco were my sweepstakes team, so uh, I have a lot of love for those guys. I love those three players on that team that I know. Good. I mean, they are one of the teams where it's illegal to be gay. Anyway. Morocco? Yeah. Lovely uh, though, Marrakesh. You'll, you'll be, be hard-pressed to find countries these days where it's not illegal. Particularly to be. African <laughs> countries. But I, I, I sort of... They're, they're an interesting team. There's, they, they made a political statement, actually, during this. They, um, they did a picture with a Palestine flag, which has been a sort of... Uh, an undercurrent of the, of the Palestine-Israel sort of 
thing um, is that quite a lot of African teams have been protesting using I'm... protest at a World Cup, but yet no sanctions have been applied. Oh How interesting. Well, not, as, at the time of recording, no sanctions have been applied. But yeah, no one said much about this very political statement. Yeah, pick and choose, isn't it? But I, FIFA don't need us, do they? So. I think this one has less bumming in, so I think they're less uncomfortable about that. it. You don't know what the rate of homosexuality is like in Palestine. It might be absolutely mental over there. Well, they would with the Palestine flag. What are you talking about? So they posed to the Palestine flag in support of Palestine. That's so confusing. What's the like? Is there like um? Is this like a, a horrible thing that I don't know about in terms of the connection between Palestine and like? I don't know much no. about the history between um, sort of north. We'll just kick north the top off the surface, let it smell, and but, yeah. <laughs> walk out the room. Just, that's a horrible expression. It, it's still a political statement. No, it is a. And, and no, that's that's more the point. Ridiculous. Regardless of what the history is between the nations, I think um, I'm interested just to see how that grows because. Um, that's quite a political statement. I think I'd prefer the England team get kicked out for showing solidarity with their queer fans than win. To be honest, at this point, it just feels a bit like, oh, you're not going to get your big fun pay. But like, how? Ri- when we're four nil down to France, that's when they put the armbands so on. Like, hey guys, like, yeah. Turns out we were thinking about you the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that'll do it. Um, so we obviously saw um, France beat Poland. They look pretty strong. I think France are a pretty tricky opponent for us, aren't they? Oh, you have something on the this. French dispatch Poland. I don't know what that means. I understand it is a cultural reference, but I don't actually know. Pun on a pun Dis- on a film. He doesn't like films. Yeah, that's lost on me. I'm afraid I've seen the French three dispatch. Films. The film is that the one about the drug dealers and there's those cars and there's no soundtrack. No. Okay. Is this that's you- to ten? No, it's think, not that. No. It's called The French Connection. Yeah, maybe that. And I hated it. No, no. This is a Wes Anderson. French Dispatch was a Wes Anderson film. Oh, so it's kind of like a sort of new anyway, headline Anyway, they beat pun. Poland, didn't they? They did beat Poland. French Dispatch Poland. And it was, a f- it was actually probably, again, France looked very good in this game, and it did make you think, oh, I don't really want to play France. But then we went and beat Senegal 3-0 and looked very good after 20 minutes. Senegal also press uh, in a very scary manner. Like, they come at you in, like, we, I feel like we send, like, one or two, like, tall people at them and go, quick, go get them. And then Senegal, they're like, oh, we should just do it as a team because we're a team. And they just all come at one person. They, 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 you're completely right because the first twenty, the first twenty minutes, they pressed us and it really suited us because that we no teams press us, yeah, and it really helps us because it makes gaps behind the defence and it means that people can make runs. Even Henderson can make a run. Like yeah. it, it, it's, it's quite remarkable that that's that that was their tactic. Having seen teams like USA set up incredibly defensively and just basically bore us out to a nil-nil draw and actually mm. look the better side. So I think if I was a, the Senegalese manager I would have looked at that and gone let's close them out let's not press them but they pressed and as soon as we get a goal England this year we seem to just turn into a different team like we don't fold we just get more and more confident and so we need to score the first goal against France that always seems to be the case like we're like driven by the first goal and then what we decide from then whether it's going to happen we don't recover like we when we when we (laughs) conceded against like Hungary we didn't recover to go and win. Yeah, no, well, that we're was friendly. I, I, can you really equate it to the same n- team? No, not really. But I think you could, you have to look at the history. We don't go behind very often. No, we don't. So you have to look at the uh, situations where we have done, which, okay, was in oh, yeah. if, um, if the, Fran- na- the Nations League. Yeah. But, um, if France get the first goal, we're probably stuffed, I would say. Yeah, I I'm, agree I'm, with you. I, I think France, if they score, and they can, because they have got Kylian Mbappe, who's a bit good. Um, but we're pretty bloody good. 
Do we are this right? year. We we, have... we enjoy the pressure. I think as a team, we get off on that. That's what kind of makes it more exciting. I think sometimes we can be a bit arrogant. Like we walk out like, oh, yeah, we're going to take them down. And then, then, then they got a score and we're like, what? Like They're not allowed to do this. Yeah, like a bit of colonialism in our team. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are they doing? Happy and glorious, that's the line. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, 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 I think we are looking pretty solid actually I think we, we've scored the most out of any team uh, that, that that might have been before the Portugal game but I, but Portugal have scored very little until that yeah I think we're still top scorers so I think we're still top goal, goal scorers but I do need to double check that um, but yes we have scored the most which is mad because it doesn't feel like we have no. uh, in any of the games we've watched we had a nil-nil in there as well but because we won 6-2 in the first game yeah. and we beat Wales comfortably we beat who was our nil-nil US yeah. So we we have we have put together some good results and we are scoring, which is exciting. Um, bloody hell! Did anyone watch the Portugal game yeah, uh, against Korea? Yeah, that's the best I've ever seen Portugal play. They are the most boring team ordinarily. That was I'd never seen Portugal play like I that. I thought Portugal were meant to be a good team, but this is as I say, coming from someone who one didn't watch that game and two has never watched Portugal play in any particular way. So the way they won the Euros is by just defending. And nicking oh my a God, goal. Is that who we played in the Euros? A, a, a long while, not this Euros, the, oh, okay. a, a while ago Euros. Um, I can't remember which Euros it was. 2008. 2008. Um, they were very, and, they, and the same manager is in charge at the moment, I believe. Yep. And it, they've always been quite a Ronaldo. one nil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> same guy. Yeah, he took himself off for this game. Um, it, it, it's a very one nil, two, they're a very one nil, two nil team. Um, absolutely. I mean, they did actually beat Switzerland 4-0 in the Nations League, but as, as we said, the Nation Leagues are friendlies, mm. and then Switzerland beat them 1-0 before. I was going to say, Switzerland, before. I don't so, consider a... a football in nation. Yeah. They, they, they have beaten Portugal in recent memory in this year. Um, so, it, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I, no one was expecting that. Switzerland defended dreadfully. I don't think I've ever seen a team just not handle... Was it... Well, there's a few things in this particular game... It's Ronaldo benching himself and this young man gone. Hello, Ramos. Yes. Did he bench himself? Is that a thing? Or you did no, he no, no. Oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> Ronaldo would never bench himself. I don't understand jokes. He okay. F- <laughs> <laughs> First and foremost, he fell out with the the, the coach. I think. Out with well, he's yeah. fell. He's. He, I, I think, think he's a pretty unlikable guy. Maybe it's you, Cristiano. I think he's he's very Says much. Courts. He's coming to the end of his career now, and he's just going down swinging, isn't he? He's, he's like, also oh. had. I'm going to step in for Ronaldo, even though I hate him. Uh, But he has been through quite a lot this year. He has, yeah. I feel like this is... This, to me, looks like a man who doesn't have to deal with his emotions very often, just acting out, and then the only way that he knows how, which is by being a rich dickhead. But it does... does, I don't want to forgive him for his past evils, but just this year, I'm like, he's acting like such a baby that I feel like it's probably coming from a genuine place, but he doesn't know how to deal with that because he is a man. It has been a hard year, and Liverpool fans commended for the the way that they supported him through that, as he said in his Piers Morgan interview. Isn't it funny how... um, Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is that kind of speaking out from a pace of sort of genuine trauma this year. Um, What happened? So he lost his... Oh, oh, right, yeah. Um, he looks absolutely devastating for any footballer. And I think... He was playing. It was so, I swear he played. Oh, yeah. Like, the week later. And I think, was that when he got the hat-trick? I think he scored. I, got, I can't remember it being a hat-trick or not. I him playing and me being like, God, that's a bit early. He pointed... Someone. I remember him pointing to the sky. It was It was very emotive. It's been a horrific year for him. seems like someone him. who uses sport to distract himself. I turned to a friend when we were, I was watching that game against Switzerland and I said... I, 
I can I hope in a way Portugal win it, but Ronaldo sits on the bench because yeah. he's going to win it and feel like he didn't earn it and that's going to burn on his horrible soul for the rest of his life. I don't think I think he'll be easy. I don't think he'll read it like that. <laughs> I, think he's a, I don't think he's a reflective person. No. No. no uh, I have no sympathy for him, really. Uh to move this on to a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> oldest goal scorer um, of the World Cup ever in a knockout phase. Pepe. With Pepe with the, at 39 years of age. And Ramos was um, what, that's the biggest age gap between two goal scorers ever in, Wait, in World Cup here. So Pepe scored uh, a header. I think it was a header. Normally is. Yeah, I uh, 30, 39 years of age. And Ramos is 21. So that was the biggest age gap between... Genuinely, could be a father and a son. Fun fact about Pepe. Slept in the same bed as his mum till he was 17. That's so weird. That's like Came being... out in an interview. As in, like, for reasons of... This like... is so gossipy, this, this, this episode. But is that... Well, is it gossipy or is it just us revealing that he's got some sort of traumatic past in which he they couldn't afford more than one? No, no, he, he suck out. He sort, sort out mum and slept in the same bed as her. Okay. At 17 years old. Well, I mean, if I think about all the, like, kids I used to teach who were, like, on youth teams, I feel like there probably is an element of emotional stunting that happens when you are that successful at something so young. I'm loving. I say this is really like Me just trying to get my way really, through this piece of information. This is really balanced. I like widely it. reported as well. It's not I just, like it's not just some loose locker no. of mental facts. It's it's he he said it in as an long as he's happy. I do feel that. Like, <laughs> does anyone want to know any any lawyers? Does anyone know any lawyers <laughs> before this goes sued? out? I bet we get sued for the thing that is like not even the most outrageous <laughs> thing we said. Like me saying he's the most ugly man I've ever seen. I'm in court, and they're like, "What about this man? <laughs> Isn't he ugly?" <laughs> it wasn't 2008. It was 2007. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say disclaimer? Um, some of these facts may not be facts, but quite a lot of them are. Another fun fact: I think that uh, Gonzalo Ramos looks like John McGinn, but like the Portuguese brother. Oh yeah, stretch. Out. Yeah. yeah, a little bit stretched out and a little bit just the facially. I was like, that looks like John McGinn, but Portugu- Portuguese. Yeah. That's um, going to get caught on. See, there we go. That's, that's, that's going to be the big <laughs> take that everyone gets, down a bit, the cargo door. gets a bit nervous about. Um, sorry, I'm just going to check time because I haven't actually that's given myself. Oh, we're doing all right. Oh, don't worry, guys. Got a match. Should we live look at a match? See, I'm doing that thing where I'm. What do we think? Games. S. Belgium. I thought we were talking about football. Um, he's Belgian, he speaks Dutch, I'm in. His name is S, which makes me think serial killer. Oh, he's not put his full name out. Yeah. But isn't that, it's like, like on Grindr. It'll be something like Sven or something. Oh yeah, on Grindr you don't even get a face. I'm delighted to get a face there. You get like a year. Yeah. They were born, it's just a year. You don't even get a year. You get like their sexual position and what they want to do with you within the first message. Men are wild. Like you guys, I absolutely don't know how you live. I don't live like that. No, but like men in general. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> Anymore. We you remember you progress. <laughs> uh, let's not shame the men who like to be no, sexual absolutely not. online. Yeah, crack on I don't it. mind sexual men online as long as they keep it to them fucking selves without permission. But I'm just saying I don't how you online. guys, how any of you are still alive, I just is beyond me. I've been essentially abstinent all year, so I'm very much not. Um, thank you. It's been great. Truffles a choice or not? Um, uh, sort of. I've been very busy. <laughs> I was going to be like, and this is a wonderful cut point, Joe. It's a very busy year. Uh, we'll soon find out. Um, right. I'm going to talk about the quarterfinals. Okay. Um, because we have got some quarterfinals coming up uh, tonight, um, as you are listening to this. We've got Croatia v uh, Brazil. Ooh. That's going to be interesting because Croatia have very much scabbed their way through the Japan game. We didn't really touch on the Japan game. That was a very odd game. 
Yeah, uh, it, it was on during the day, so I, I couldn't really watch it. I was, I was doing it, but um, I, my, I wanted Japan to go through, through, through. I think it, everyone it, does. Everyone loves Japan. Their fans are gorgeous. To win, and then the odds changed very quickly, and I was like, oh dear. Do you, what's your your PL balance? Do you know? I don't know what that means. Um, have you bet more than you've lost? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. When I start, when I started, I was so careful. I was like looking at my boyfriend, just throwing money at Bet three six five, other. Uh, gambling apps are available, but they're not. But if you are listening from Bet365, happily sponsor, sponsor the me, podcast. Give me £200 free bet credit, you'll get it back in a day. Um, Paddy Power. Also they had exists. some good deals on, but it's not important. But um, <laughs> you do gamble responsibly. Because I didn't. When I, started, <laughs> when I started, I was so careful. Like, I would do little penny bets, I do like small bets with like big return. I was just like, I'm so clever. And my boyfriend, like, that's not going to keep happening for you. And I was like, whatever. Um, so I made like £250 in the first couple of weeks. Oh, wow. Um, and then slowly but surely, oh, how it disappeared. <laughs> and now I don't, I must have put in hundreds and I have nothing to show for it. All of a sudden, you're getting itches, you're reading an article. Oh. I started getting really stroppy with my boyfriend. He'd give me like, he'd like casually say something. I'm like, you said that so and so would get a card. He was like, I was literally, I was like talking to the cat, I was talking to myself. And I'm like, don't talk to me with your lies. You sound very chilled out to live with. I'm Gambling's great. Yeah, I love gambling. It's like one of my favourite things. It's, it's one avenue to get people, new people into the sport. Yeah, do you know, I'm always up for new people getting into sport. It's why I'm excited to get have you on, Alice. Um, gambling is also uh, kinds of its dangers, um, and those should be outlined by the people like gamblerware.com. Well, to be fair, I went from gambling to be interested in football to being part of my boyfriend's fantasy league to be interested in football. So now I don't gamble as much, but as you know, the fantasy league isn't on, so I am now back to gambling. Yes. Which I think is fair. I find the fantasy leagues too stressful. I don't do them anymore. It's quite admin-y. Ad- ad- oh, admin-y I don't do days. the money ones where you're given like a little budget. I do the one where it's like you pull, you go around in the circle pulling names from the list and then you make your little team. It's a bit like football manager, but not as fun, I find. Oh, I love football it. Manager. You never play football manager? Oh, it will ruin your life. Uh, <laughs> I'll do that and then start gambling. Episode. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it's one of those games that's so addictive that it, and, and you end up. You, you can start football manager and then the two days will go by and you'll be like, how, how I've not done anything. Alice could gamble on your football manager results and then you can both have <laughs> a, a, thing? a joint. Yeah, oh, we they're, could they're do. Not predicted, but I, I oh, see. I mean, it'd be a bit like poker. Basically, we'd like make it. Into, I'm so good I, at poker because people think I'm stupid. It'd be you two against the machine. <laughs> and people who think they're stu- that you're stupid are very stupid. Best things since sliced veg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that was so dumb. What a sweetheart he is. What a thick sweetheart. Oh, I do do that whenever I think of Grealish. Oh. I just don't oh. like it. I think it's like a thumb with tea. What you don't like about him? I think he's a man who drink drives. Not a fan. Um, Fair enough, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I know that because um, I Googled when I just realised that Harry Maguire was my son. I Googled to see what he'd been up to. He did get into that bar fight and then try and bribe the Greek police. But also, who hasn't? Uh, I'm Harry Maguire. I, I, I've got a soft spot for Harry. I've got a soft, a soft spot for anyone. I love a rogue. Um, They're all good lads, apart from Trent. <laughs> Yeah, I did realize I didn't realize the full um, extent of that whole thing. I thought he was just—I just thought he had a kink. I didn't realize it was like a not necessarily reciprocated. He's not married. There's a reason for that. Not a good dad. Not a well, good he's dad. also very young. Yeah, but I'm not married. <laughs> yeah, I'm 32 and I'm not even in a relationship. I'm not even having sex, Lou. I don't think you can use age as a barometer for whether they're a good person. So I'm going to move. <laughs> so we were talking about Croatia and Brazil. Oh yeah. Um, who do we think are going to win that one? Not a fucking clue. Brazil, I guess. Aren't they like one of the best teams? Yeah, you'd be hard pushed to say Brazil won't win. I think I, I would agree. Yeah, I think Brazil and I think Croatia are just just go away, 
Go away. They're so annoying, aren't they? They're Scabby like a, little team. They're like a, a really they annoying. Because they are the kind of team that will be 1-0 down for most of the game. They'll score an equaliser and then win on penalties. That is so the Croatian well, way. Horny. I love that. That's like how I get through life. Whenever I've had any success in my life, it's literally been that I've done like no work. Then someone gives me a slight opportunity. I do a little bit well. And then suddenly they're like, would you like this slightly better opportunity? And I'm like, yes, I earned this. It's That's the Croatian I'm Croatia. Yeah. You are Croatia. Such a Croatia. Um, but I can't see them being Brazil. No, I think they'll dance all over them. Uh, the Netherlands Argentina we touched on. Um, I, I genuinely think Netherlands will win that. Morocco Portugal will be an interesting one now because obviously Morocco just defend. Um, and that was Portugal's favourite thing to do. But now Portugal, do you think they play Ronaldo? Oh, very good question. Uh, no, I think they stick with uh, Gonzalo Ramos. Um, and they absolutely batter Morocco. I think they absolutely wipe the floor with them and have a lot of confidence going into the game against us when we beat France. Oh, bold claim. I do have a good feeling, and I don't want to say this and then it like jinxes it for everyone, but I just have, because like throughout the Euros, because like, I feel like England walk around with this energy about them that everyone's like, oh, England team's fucking shit. But we've had that. Since <laughs> I, the only thing I ever knew about football, <laughs> the only thing I ever knew about football before I was into football was that the England team was shit, and I've known that my whole life. And even when I'm watching them, they're so good at playing, and I'm like, England team fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, they're not, we're not. But they're not shit. We're pretty good. Like, pretty objectively, we were in the, you know what? the Euros. It's, it's so fresh to have someone who doesn't, who's just come into football, coming in and going, we're not shit, guys. Let me tell you something about I mean, France. Come <laughs> on. Oh, <laughs> Remember God. the this, war? This, this sounds very UKIP. Come on. <laughs> I've, got a, French ri- I've got a French rifle for sale. Shot what? No, uh, never shot. Drops once. Something like that. That's a uh, bit of fun. Uh, no. Uh, Benz- <laughs> Benzema, uh, he's not playing. Their best striker. Why? Yeah, injured, uh, injured. They do still have Mbappe. Pogba, he's not there. Was he not? But yeah, but I can't think of a suitable replacement for him. But they're, they're, injured. Giroud's doing well. Yeah, they're bet. They're, they're, they're liability. Exactly, but they're starting left back. Injured. They're not like te- Loris plays for Tottenham. Loris is also a massive bell end, and I hate him. Well, what's he done? Um, so he said that we should respect the culture of Qatar. Oh, I Qatar. think I've, I've seen that on your. You might have been the one mm. who posted that. I posted something about that before. I've had a bit of a rant about Loris. Um, so annoying because, like, I was saying to to Andrew that Loris is like a Tottenham player. Tottenham have a really big gay fan group. They're one of the best They've of the got, gay fan um, groups. Prem went to see Spurs play and he got me like a little rainbow. I don't know if I was not on that back, but he got me like the little rainbow flag. And I was like, that's so cute because we've seen Palace play and we saw someone else play. And they don't have, I thought maybe that was like a standard thing that everyone has, but they don't. Not everyone has a, pri- a, a sort of a proud sort of that's a pride team. But it, it is a bit disappointing. More and more a, Popping up, and I just the proudly whites are a, bit, a big one, the Tottenham ones. So it just must be really shit for them when they see their sort of main man, their main man in between the sticks mm-hmm. saying something so fucking stupid. Anyway, um, I, I, and we'll beat them. I would love it if Lloris scored three own goals. I, I, that would make that would make me feel so happy if he fumbled it three times, and he could do that because he's got it in him. Who have France played in the lead up to where they are now? So the last game, France um, Poland. beat Poland, and their group they lost their last game to Tunisia, didn't they? Yeah. So they um they they are 
beatable. Again, they looked pretty rubbish until that Poland game. That was the best they'd looked. So I think people are starting to kick on a little bit now and gonna be become fun. good. So, it's going to be great. The game between England and Senegal, Senegal are amazing. Like They are just so incredible at playing. Like Even I'm like a dumb fuck when it comes to football and I'm like, they are they are good. I mean, they won, they won the Africa. The Africa, yeah, Africa, yeah, they won AFCON. Um, cup thing, I don't know the name of, you just said it. Um, so I'm sort of like, because we're walking around with this image that like, England's so shit, England's so shit, but it's like, I don't know. I, I think we have as good a chance as France do. I, don't, I think it will be at least an exciting game to watch. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I don't feel like England are a write-off. In no, not instance. at all. It's going to be odd because they are going to be, apart from Senegal, and you're right, Senegal have been really good this year. They're very defensively normally solid, so it was quite good that we breached them so on. I just think tactics were wrong for Senegal. I think it was really a tactically They've naive struggled performance. struggled without Mane. Yeah, and they normally they have Mane, who's like, unbelievably good player who used to play for Liverpool was one pretty much the reason why Liverpool have slightly lost their vibe is because they've lost Mane and they're trying to sort of bed in a new front three there you go Uh, I can't remember I should know this oh Bayern Munich Bayern Munich yeah Um, so yes uh, I I, I am positive that this is going to be an edgy game I, I just I think both teams will sit off because I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really this is like one of the games that I'm like very excited. I'm nervous. Where are you gonna watch it? Um, I'm gonna watch it in my flat with my boyfriend. Lovely. Because, um, I can't afford to go out out. <laughs> um, I'm going to a party in the evening, so I want to save money for that. Ooh. Predictions then for scores for the England game. Well, oh god, I don't know. I think it's gonna go to penalties. I think it'll be. I reckon it'll be a hard either. It'll be like one of those one-one then penalties, or it'll be like fucking three-three and then penalties. But I think either way, penalties. Great. I love penalties in England. It's my favourite combination. <sighs> my favourite part of any football match. It feels like a little sort of finale. Yeah, um, I would agree. One-one uh, penalties, and then England. I think we're going to do them two-nil. Although De- really, that's horny. Declan Rice <laughs> is ill. I've been told. Oh, we're all ill. Uh, but, but he can't be ill. I, I don't know. I it will be. A, I think Eric Dyer could do a job. Not this. He's not the same as Rice. I'm not saying he's the same as Rice. Rice is obviously the better player. But we need just someone with defensive now. So we don't need someone pushing Rice forward. Is that good. He's on my um, fantasy league and he's been absolutely. Defensive huge. midfielders never do well in fantasy league. Oh, okay. It doesn't mean they're a bad player. It just means that the fantasy league don't have stats that help. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Yeah, you bloody idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so inclusive of new fans. You fucking <laughs> idiot. No shit, mate. It's just because I really like Declan Rice. I think I got quite defensive oh, about Declan Rice. Future England. Your boyfriend. Yeah, thank you. He's future boyfriend. We haven't tied future the knot. England captain. I definitely. I so. He seems like an absolutely lovely guy as well. Yeah, nice bloke. Little baby. Him and Mount together. Oh, so but cute. Dealt with a lot of heartbreak in his life. He's persevered. Yeah, he's a gorgeous man. We all like. So basically, what, you've touched on a, on a Declan Rice. Rice. He's had a lot of Got heartbreak. dropped by other teams and things oh, like okay. that, and still kept going. Yeah, he's a proper story of like classic sport perseverance. Oh. And he's I got love a it. lovely Thames Estuary accent, which is it's, it's dying out these days. So it's just nice to hear. I don't know what that means. He just seems like he's just a nice geezer. He's just a nice white geezer. geezer. You seem nice. Oh, that is quite cute. Yeah. Mm. I do. That's quite sweet. Yeah, so I feel I feel like we've Google warmed you like, over to Declan Rice. Do want him to sort his hair out though, right? Just a bit too big on the top. Fair. Just fair. want it to just be trimmed down like a little Grealish. bit. I mean, his hair's awful. Okay, good. It's really bad. Just great really calves. You can't ignore the calves. I don't understand why people like calves. I think it's creepy. He can't fuck you with his calves, Joe. <laughs> no, well, you you, have you tried? Not like penetratively. Sure. Rub on you, I suppose. Yeah. Just like you could do some delicate rotations. Not the way he likes you it. You could do it between. <laughs> anyway. Great. Um... <laughs> 
I'm going to talk about um, your stand-up careers now. Oh, good. <laughs> Which uh, one? <laughs> so we were all at Edinburgh this year, and um, I feel like we've now now we've talked about the football. The World nice Cup to... of Comedy. <laughs> the World Cup of Comedy. <laughs> Um, it was it was a tough old year um, for all of us. Um, I think just because it's hard doing the Edinburgh Fringe. Not that we had bad fringes. I've saw. Um, I didn't get to see your show, Luke, because we cra- clashed. But or, no, we didn't. I just didn't get to see your show. Uh, I saw your show. I absolutely adored it. Are you doing it again in London? No, it's done. I never want to do it again. I'm sick to death of making friends with strangers because I've realised that I might not be in the same space I was in in 2019. So just to give an idea, you wrote a show uh, in 2019 about marrying... Well, it's about like making friends because I don't think I'm very good at making friends. And then at the end of it, there was like a whole twist where I would like... It was mainly crowd work with like bits of material and then I would start talking to people in the audience and then people who responded well to me. Basically, I ended up having like a friend wedding and I would marry them and then there would be people in the audience who were like the vicar and someone might be like the depending on how vibey the audience works if they were like useless and i'd just marry someone and then we'd get on with it um but sometimes you'd get like loads of people on stage and you get like a best man and like uh, you'd get someone who would object because it was like their, their boyfriend or girlfriend or something like that um but then i realized that was in, i wrote and started that in 2019 then pandemic happened and then i carried on doing it this year and i was like why do i not feel it anymore yeah and it was because i didn't want to make friends with strangers anymore i just wanted to sit alone in my house and sh- what a lovely bleak! But I, I, I loved. I love my show. I think it's really fun. But it, I just I adored your show. I love your shows because they're super interactive. But you do it in a way where the audience feels incredibly safe. So it's it's very hard to do audience work where the audience want to join in, and it's and you can make a room want to join in because whenever you go into a comedy gig, you can sometimes sense an audience trepidation. And when you're an, a comedian in the audience of a friend's comedy gig, it, there's a sort of certain reading of the room you do. You go, I think they're going to be an asshole. I think they well, don't want to be. Spot them, you, you, you can There's a sort of sixth sense for it. So it's really lovely seeing you sort of, you break the fourth wall immediately as people walk into the room. You're just talking to them. And I love doing that myself. It's a, there's a really fun way you can win them over early and then set them up. And then you just immediately are just great with them. I just love, I love watching you live. I haven't seen, you're also, one of those people who can just interact with an audience a lot Lou I love what I remember watching your show three years ago I was blown away and I was sort of like oh my god this guy's ridiculous your brain works differently Um, how did you find because your show Soft Lad are you doing that again yes I'll be filming it uh, you're filming it yeah after in the new year in the new year have you got the a location plan between two places at the minute so I've just got to decide on that it's it's so worth it'll be in London it'll be in London town and I might do one in Manchester but uh, not film that one but um, I'm in the exact same boat as you I uh, now this show is done I don't want to talk about like I don't I don't want to talk about um, (laughs) glad I had that on the running (laughs) no it was it it, it was a hard show to perform not only because it's the debut but it was just the three years in between with the COVID things happen and then that sort of makes comedy put into perspective for me but now I'm very much enjoying writing new and getting back to silly self as opposed to I don't know I enjoyed Edinburgh I'd do it again but it's so bloody expensive yeah I don't think I would do I mean I didn't even do the full run in the end because I left like three days early because I was like I absolutely cannot stand this the model is it's broken at the minute and I don't know something really needs to happen with it because I don't see myself being able to go next year for sure and then maybe the year after for those who don't know how edinburgh works you pay a venue you pay rent which is about double what you'd pay in london for a month so it's normally about it's between 1500 and double what you'd pay yeah. anywhere in the country yeah pretty <laughs> which is again double so it's around about two grand it's, it's very expensive and then you 
then add on top, you're quite often sinking a minimum of 10 grand into an Edinburgh run. Oh, yeah, easy. And that's minimum. It is a huge expense to artists. And it's just, and every year the rent is going up. Every year the venues costs are going up. Every year PR is going up. If you're going to do PR, if you're going to do production, which is something, it's actually a really helpful thing. I didn't do production this year. I did production myself. I so wish I did production. Yeah, they are. I had it. So there's lots of production is basically generating posters and all that sort of stuff. So there's a whole process around Edinburgh Fringe. I haven't actually had a chance to sort of talk about this in a more formal setting like a podcast. About the World Cup. about the world cup but i'm gonna i'm gonna somehow steer this towards um writing a show about sport okay um because i wrote a whole show about sport and i wrote short a show about um how it made me feel and obviously i wrote my show similarly to you lou in 2019 when i was going to debut it then we had the pandemic so i had to rewrite it for my debut um and yeah doing a show every day at the fringe to varying degrees of success and audience is one of the hardest things uh, I've ever done. It's not fun anymore. It's not a piss up anymore. It, it's like I, I've got to go to bed now. It's eleven, and I, is know. that because we're at a point in our comedy careers where we have to do that, or do you think it's just because everyone's so sad or both? Mixture of both, Fair. probably. So, Mixture of both. So you're going to be doing um, soft lad at some point. So just imagine what what are your socials, Lou. Uh, at Lou Fitz and that Lou Fitz on Twitter. Don't go on, to, go on Instagram. Instagram. Look at the old, uh, the old good biscuit. Lou Fitz with a Z at the end. Um, you'll see that in the bio of this. And uh, Alice India. Okay, so here's the thing. Oh yes, I remember your palaver with this. I got so there are two Alice India comedies on Instagram. Oh dear. One is called Alice India Comedy, and she's got. Well, she's now got less than a thousand followers. And then there's popular comedian Alice India. Now, yeah, so Alice India Comedy. Um, forgot to change her email address from her job eight years before. She then sent a series of harassing, frankly, I harassed them um, to my old job, um, asking for them to create a new email for me with the same email so I could get access to their account. They won't let me. I'm locked out forever. Um, and so my actual one is popular comedian Alice India, but I'm also on TikTok um, as AIG though, but though spelled T H O because I'm pretty fun. Um, so Please. Get a lot of people. <laughs> like the right account. <laughs> um, so you're recording. Um, are you? So are, some whips. If, if you're. Yeah, I'd love I'd, me to plug. Absolutely, you. I'd love you to. to Feb fourth, Feb fifth, Vaults Festival, the Glitch. I think it's called. Eight p.m. I'm doing a show. It's called. Uh, it's 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 a collection of new jokes. I hope uh, and writing the hour, getting that together for the new, for the second hour. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Lou Fitz. I think it's called. Um, Lou Fitz, there's something about that lad, or I think it's called Lou Fitz, sit down straight while you're talking to me. I think that's the actual name of the title. So check that out, Google it, and I'm gonna re- <laughs> I'm gonna do redo I'm gonna redo my website over Christmas because it's shit, and I'm I, I I feel more confident in my body now. So I'll take different pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, are, are you writing a show at the moment? Are you sort of having a bit of a time? Go on your website. <laughs> you got a new website. You getting new images taken? I've never had a website, so I don't. Do you not? Uh, no, because what I don't know. Who cares what I'm doing? AIG's taken. I've looked it up. Is that because it's big insurance group? Yeah. You're not- Funny, Lou um, s- Although it took me like a half second to be like, oh no, that's such a shame. I wonder who did that. Um, <laughs> they sponsored I- United for years mm. during the glory years. Isn't that ING? IAG. ING is a. Mm, then who's AIG? Dutch. AIG are a insurance group. The insurance group. I mean, you would know, I wouldn't. Um, I don't know anything. And then Chevy with a new one. We're going through the Man United sponsors. 
sharp were great. Sorry. Are the kits nicer depending on who sponsors? Don't worry, we're rounding up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is the longest. <laughs> right. You've brought on AIG. Two of the most chaotic and quite frankly mentally ill people that you've <laughs> On the same episode, do not. It's like asking a kid who can't focus to focus. Like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be the dad, and you've let this happen. Who? When? In what world did you think this was gonna? Oh, I've never on bills together for this reason. I haven't seen Alice in years. Yeah, we're not on the same lineup. We bring the same. Can I just say? I think my daddy energy has been very chilled out today. I don't think you're being highly strong at all. However, I do think that you've made a terrible decision in booking us both together. But it is so nice to see you. I'm glad you're doing well. Um, <laughs> I didn't say. <laughs> just filling in the gaps. Thanks. Um, yes, I am writing a show. Originally, it was going to be about the time I got kidnapped. But Neil O'Rourke said um, that he felt too sorry for me when I told him the story. So we're not doing it about being kidnapped. But I think I want to do it about... Um, I was thinking of calling it um, Alice India Rut Row because I thought it'd be like Rut Row <laughs> but I don't know what to do it about it'd probably just be me chatting shit <laughs> please round it up <laughs> so please end the podcast so please uh, th- thank you <laughs> <laughs> so, I've gone to shop we shot. held it together for such a long time we were so focused the minute you started bringing up comedy you fu- oh. who do you think's gonna win the World Cup Joe? yeah Joe. who do you think's gonna win the World, the World Cup the World Cup I think will be won <laughs> have lost the world uh, I think yeah the sport will be the winner uh, no I think I think it's going to prrr, I've been backing the Netherlands I think they'll just sneak it do you reckon I think it's unlikely but it, I think the Netherlands would be I don't know I don't know I want it to be England so I'm just going to say England England will win I'll go England again no, this is the most confident it. podcast I've ever heard. Guys, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Um, if you do want to see more of these lovely, lovely people, I can't recommend them enough. They are both superb live as well, so do go and watch them. Um, if you're interested in seeing my special, it is out now um, on YouTube for free. Um, if you do want to put some money in the Kofi for this podcast, that'd be super helpful. Um, there'll be a link in the bio. Uh, so yes, do watch my special. Um, all links are on my YouTube, Joseph Parsons Comedy, uh, which I think is also my Instagram and everything else. So if you want that, do go and watch it. Uh, but until next time, goodbye. Big Sport Pod. I don't know where to look. Look at that, ca- <laughs> look at that camera. Down the gun. Thank you so much for watching and or listening to this podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please consider donating to the Kofi link in the episode description. It will just hopefully help me make more of these. Um, I produce and make all of them myself. It all comes out of my own wallet at the moment, and it is quite expensive. Um, so I'd like to be able to make this a regular thing. So if you want to help me do that, please consider donating. Anyway, I love you lots. Uh, until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.